This is Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, the Channelnomics podcast that connects you with channel chiefs, thought leaders, and executives about what it takes to get the next generation of tech to market. Here's your host, Larry Walsh, the CEO and Chief Analyst of Channelnomics. Hey, everyone. As Lydia said, I'm Larry Walsh, and we're going to try something a little bit different on this podcast episode. Um, I want to sh- take this opportunity to share some thoughts, and occasionally I'll do this from time to time, uh, just because questions come up. He, I talk with a lot of people. They ask me questions. They ask me opinions, and sometimes I think it might be good just to give you some raw perspective. Um, what prompted me to think about doing this was recently attending the uh, annual Channel Focus event. Uh, Channel Focus produced by our friends at Baptian Company. It's a great event for channel professionals to network, to get the latest information uh, about you know, the different techniques other companies are trying. And it's also a good networking opportunity. And that's the thing that's really great about Channel Focus is that it's a networking opportunity. There's a lot of open conversations. Now, it's not necessarily the same as just bumping into people and having a chat in the hall at a usual event. Um, but I tell you, the folks at Bapti have done a great job of creating a virtual environment to where uh, all the attendees, channel professionals, directors, um, and the people who support them uh, can get together and just exchange notes and compare their experiences. So during this recent event, um, there was a poll taken of the attendees during one of the open sessions, and it revealed something really interesting. They were asking about what it gives the most value, and distribution was towards the bottom of the list. And the channel professionals, the channel chiefs there, they said distribution is becoming either less effective or declining in its value and how it contributes to a vendor's channel strategy and go-to-market operations. It was at that point I actually sort of walked into the virtual room. And they asked me, you know, Rod Bapti, the moderator, the the producer of the event, he says, you know, Larry, what do you think? Well, I got to tell you, to be honest, I missed the question in the first place. They repeated it. Um, The question of distribution value and effectiveness is good if it was only the first time anyone had asked it, if it was only the first time I'd ever heard it. Since I started working in the channel, I've heard this very question countless times. It's often preceded or followed by some proclamation that the days of distribution are numbered if they haven't already expired. The uh, recent spate of consolidation at the distribution level is fueling that perception that distribution is in decline. Cynics bought Westcon, Avnet sold its distribution to business to tech data, Ingram Micro was bought by the Chinese conglomerate HNA Group, tech data was acquired by private equity firm Apollo Management, DCC Technology bought Stampede, creating what is now Exertus. H&A sold Ingram Micro to another investment group, Platinum, Platinum Equity. And most recently, Apollo merged Tech Data and Cynics together to create what will become the world's largest distributor. And there are many more M&A deals out there beyond these notables. Suffice to say, a lot has happened over the last several years in distribution. It's evidence of this decline because, as everyone knows and history proves, Large companies in increasingly competitive yet valueless market segments combine while moving through their death throes. You know, if you've heard any sarcasm there, first, it is my second language, and yes, it is intentional. So when these channel chiefs asked me my opinion on why distribution is losing its value, I paused and I asked, what makes you believe that? 
As I said, the value of distribution is always in question because it's an added cost in the go-to-market equation. Well, at least it's perceived as an added cost. Many in the channel often reference the two-tier structure. The first tier is the reseller or the partner that interfaces with the customer. The second tier is distribution, which acts as a facilitator of various activities between the manufacturer, the supplier, or the vendor, and the partner. Calling this go-to-market structure two tiers is a misnomer, as it's not two tiers as much as it is hops. How many steps does it take to get it from a supplier to a customer is really what we're talking about. In many of the cloud computing services, you have no hops as the customer can interface directly with the supplier. In other structures, such as managed services, you have many hops between the source and the customer as an MSP often must source technology from multiple suppliers and distributors. And the complexity is getting even greater as more technologies and companies are becoming platforms that depend on independent software vendors to fill the gaps in functionality and value with their complementary offerings. The perception among many vendors and channel leaders is simple. Take distribution out of the equation as it's increasingly less necessary in the cloud-based services world and therefore will save money. You know, if that was only true. Uh, and at this point, I must make a disclaimer. Channelnomics works and supports several major distributors, including Ingram Micro, TechData, DNH Distributing, and PAX8. None were consulted on this commentary, and the opinions expressed are purely my own and those of Channelnomics. You know, um, <clears throat> wow, I'm, uh, I'm glad that's over. Now, back to the good stuff. The reason distribution exists in the first place is because its absence costs vendors more in the go-to-market equation. You know, in the old days, when Tyrannosaurus 386 roamed the channel, distributors were essential for getting PCs, servers, network gear, and software on diskettes and disks to market. Without their warehouses, processing centers, and logistics, vendors would need to invest in sprawling fixed-cost infrastructures to get their products to market. By creating aggregation points, the cost of getting products to market were spread across multiple companies. Thus, distribution lowers vendors' cost of sales and preserved their margins. The other thing vendors did effectively was manage the channel. Distributors did this in two ways. They took care of partners with whom vendors didn't want a direct relationship and acted as a bank for the channel. Distributors buy products from vendors. They resell those products to partners. And through credit terms and financing vehicles, distributors enable partners to buy more readily and through the same vehicles, allow vendors to recognize revenue even when the partner hasn't paid. This model also mitigates vendors' risk against bad accounts and non-payment. The distributors have a role of managing the unmanaged channel. The same system enables smaller, low-volume partners that don't qualify for vendor partner programs to engage in product sales. The distributor's services, in many cases, curates partners to higher level of performance. Do these functions go away now that more vendors are turning to the cloud and embracing digital services model? You know, not necessarily. Distribution is contextual, particularly when it comes to geography. Try selling anything in Laos, Turkmenistan, or Botswana without working with a distributor. In small and remote markets, distribution is an absolute necessity as they're the only entity that can manage the complexity of import-export requirements and support low-volume partners where a vendor will never put boots on the ground. While it's easy to point out the M&A activities among the distribution class, their ambitions and transformations often go unnoticed and underappreciated. When I pointed out the professional services capabilities of many distributors that mimic those of global systems integrators, one channel chief was incredulous. He said, really? I didn't know they did that. I'll have to check it out. 
As distributors are fond of saying, they're way more than pick, pack, and ship. They are developers of routes to market and whole classes of problem-solving solutions. Distributors have and continue to invest in professional services capabilities, cloud computing management systems, service infrastructure and delivery mechanisms, application distribution and management, and Internet of Things packages. Distributors are not sitting idly by waiting for their demise. They're evolving to meet the current market expectations and anticipate future technology needs of their vendors, partners, and their end customers. Now, distributors do bear some responsibility for this declining value perception. Despite investments and transformation, they still tend to lead with their legacy models and value propositions. Distributors may dispute that assertion, but that's how it's perceived by vendors as noted by the events poll. They still offer many of the same core and value-added services that they always have, and they tend to lean on the same incentive tools in their new models as their legacy models. At the same time, they're up against some stiff competition, namely cloud, automation, and marketplaces. Even if they're not the same as what distribution offers, vendors have to look and compare. So before devaluing and dismissing distribution from your go-to-market equation, you must ask a few questions. Can you access the markets, partners, and customers you want without distribution? What will you need to do differently when you don't have distribution? What investments will your company have to make to replace distribution? What's the total cost of ownership or the long-term cost of those investments? And is the replacement cost more or less than working with distribution? If the answer to these questions is positive, meaning they work in your favor, then perhaps going to market without distribution is the right move. Vendors should not engage in any route to market medium or activity that does not produce or have, a, have the potential to produce a positive return. Now, Channelnomics provides a number of channel development and optimization services, including route to market assessments and design. We have a proven methodology for identifying the right routes to market that align with the vendor's needs. We believe distribution is not a route to market, but a potential element in the go-to-market equation. Sometimes it's a necessity. Sometimes it's an option. Sometimes it's superfluous. It all depends on the product, sales models, and the objective. So don't be quick to write off distribution before you fully explore what it means to you and your company. If you like what I had to say, please subscribe to Changing Channels, hit the like button below, and also check out our blog that talks about distribution and other strategic channel issues. And tell your colleagues and friends about Channelnomics. We always love getting some new listeners and some, some new subscribers. If there's a topic you'd like to hear more about, email me at lmwalsh at channelnomics.com. Until next time, thanks for coming in. Thank you for joining Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, a production of Channelnomics, with the support of our production team at Modern Podcasting. If you've enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and share with your friends. For more information about Channelnomics services and insights, follow us on Twitter and YouTube, and check out our website at channelnomics.com. Channelnomics is a registered trademark of and Changing Channels is copyright by 2112 Enterprises, LLC.